Hello and welcome back to another Bench Units podcast. I am Mark Schofield and as always I am joined by James McSorley. James, how's it going? Good. <laughs> I'm James today. I'm excited. Okay, so obviously not. I just really wanted to do that. Uh, Mark isn't here. He's on his honeymoon, which is exciting. He gets away for two weeks and I feel very much like someone who is who's been left at home when their parents have gone on holiday, but who's just too young to look after themselves. So I've brought Rose in to be the adult in the room. So yeah, Rose Hollerman, welcome. How's it going? Thanks. It's good. I'm excited. It's going to be like old days of us in the kitchen and you talking and me listening. That's nice. Oh God, please don't make me lead. Please don't make me lead. Um, the, the the lead on this, although I probably should, considering it's 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 our your part, podcast, not yours. Yeah, but so this is not the usual guest thing because you're part of the furniture now. You've been with us before. I just needed someone to like talk to about the games. So we're going to do the usual roundup, uh, go through all the Spanish games, and I also didn't think there were any German games on until I saw late last night that there was one. So we're going to talk about that, even though I only watched a little bit of it. So, Rose, you have the stats also in front of you as I sent them to you, correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Great. So we're going to start in the order that they appear on the stats, because it makes sense to not do it any other way. And we'll start with the one game that you didn't watch. Hey, you don't have to out me. I thought you pre- it's fine. Uh, I don't blame you. Uh, El Union, 85. Las Rosas, 54. You could just out me for admitting that I like miss like four a week and just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a game that the viewers were supposed to guess which games you guys watch or not. <laughs> not you guys just out each other. That'd be funny coming on every week and being like, okay, there are two that I didn't watch. If you can tell me which they are, you win a bench, unit, a bench unit's t-shirt that doesn't exist. Yet. Yet. I'd like a Ben's Units t-shirt. I've, I've got a message from someone. I can't remember who it was. Oh, yeah, it was Gaz. <laughs> he was just like, hey, when can I buy a Ben's Units hoodie? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, one, you'd probably you'd probably just give you one. And two, it's not real yet. But yeah, Ben's Units merch coming probably at some point. Just for fun. Uh, that would be fun. It's really funny to try and like ramp what we do up consecutively while still maintaining that we don't take it seriously <laughs> but yeah so this game terry did not play terry was there but in jeans so mm. I, I was like i wonder if terry's just not starting or whatever like if he's if they're doing something if they're rotating or they're doing whatever and then i was like okay he's not playing in jeans i imagine so so he was, was just they still still scored 85 points so it it seemed to be fine he showed up in jeans didn't play and ended with 23 and 12 no um (laughs) yeah man uh big game from bill latham and also greg warburton 24 points each uh 22 from amadou 10 from 13 amadou with like just the the efficient games every so often but They've been running this unit. I was going to say, you've seen this, like they did it against you. They've been running the unit that they started here, which was Danny Sticks, Bill Latham, uh, Pablo Zazuela, Amadou Diallo, and Greg Warburton. And they've just been pressing teams, which is... Which is working really well for them. Yeah. Like, I still, I I think it's weird, but like, hey, it works apparently. Um, 
I wonder every every week they've done it when they've been like not beating a team that they should be beating by more than like 15. I've wondered if it's like a okay, we need to run the score up here. But I think they actually just are gonna are just gonna go and press teams like for the rest of the season in part, which is a cool little I think it's I think it's cool for teams to have that little wrinkle. Like Yeah. Especially because it's like when they throw it on to you like mid game, it's kind of a hard adjustment to make. Yeah, because you're so used to like everyone. Everyone has an idea of what playing against a union is and what it's meant to feel like. Then they press you, and you're like, "Wait a minute, that's not what these." <laughs> like, are. But also, I guess if you're playing against Las Rosas, who are not the quickest team, and they're quite big, and they're also probably the oldest team in the league, I'd say. For sure. I would think so, yeah. But yeah, so that makes sense. Like, I've seen a couple of teams just press them to be like, hey, let's get out of here, which is kind of grim, but like 19 turnovers caused by the press. Yeah, I was going to say Madrid shot 70 times and Las Rosas only shot 45 times. That's kind of crazy. Completely nuts, but yeah, not a whole lot else. To, we'll, we'll, we'll save the most of our time for either vamping on stupid stuff or talking about important games. We'll see. Um, any other highlights that stand out? Alexi Ruiz with 18. Uh, that's cool. No, not a whole lot else here. Cool. Let's go to the next game. Hey, ours is, my game is the next one. Yeah, so Rose, you played in this. Um, yeah, that's exciting. and I've watched it twice. And you've watched it twice. I've watched it twice as well. Because I watched it once, like, on a bus back from Madiba, just, like, sad and tired. <laughs> so I was mm. like, okay, let's watch it not, like, not with that lens. But, yeah, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this game. Um, I'll let you do most of it. So, Grand Canaria, 72. Amiab, 67. Congratulations. Big win. Um, talk to me about it. What do you think? What do you think made the difference from you guys losing to them a couple of months ago to now? Mm. I mean, a couple of months ago, we like this game, we barely snuck by in the last game. We like, we barely lost. So I think like a lot of times when teams are so like, like close to one another, sometimes it's just like the luck of the draw, the refs, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And also just like, Traveling to Gran Canaria can sometimes mess teams up. Like they have to fly in the day before. It's a little bit more challenging. And then vice versa for us. Traveling to Albacete is one of our worst travel days. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, like looking like they only shot 45% from two points. That's pretty low for them. Yeah. So they didn't have like their expected. Yeah. They shot what six more times than us, which is surprising but we shot a lot more free throws than them. I don't know. And even like, I think we're, we're starting to take advantage of our like offense a little bit more that we're like when teams play us a certain way, we're, we're starting to be more versatile. Like we were talking about this before they were jumping me like off balls. So just us like using that and getting two on ones on that side and like having like Salazar for us had a really good game. He went, what? 12 for 20 and had 26 points and then the same like yeah Ari also had a really good game went seven for 11 Mm -hmm. off of a bunch of really hard shots yeah 
I think Ari being good for you guys makes such a big difference. And I don't mean like just like good is not, I mean, specifically like making shots from within a foot of the free throw line consistently. Like I was saying to you just before we started recording, like when we played you guys uh, last week, I was like, Ari wasn't that involved. We kind of made a point of not having him be too involved. Um, And near the end of the game, he hit two or three from the free throw line. And I was like, if he hits two more of these, we lose. Like, which is kind of how that works when you're playing against high level teams. But I feel like we were able to muck it up against you guys last week in a way that that these guys weren't, or you guys were able to play through. Like you were getting jumped off the ball a hell of a lot. And I was saying one thing that you guys have really been able to take advantage of is like, pick off the ball five on four, like hold a pick for as long as you need split when the ball gets there. And because you're five, not small people in various different ranges, like you've got five mid to big guys, like you're able to sort of take advantage of that, which is cool. Even against like the absolute size of a team that has Lee Manning, like you're able to sort of spread them out just outside the edge of the key, split off that and you move the ball well enough that, someone's going to get something. We also had a couple lucky calls on Lee where Lee had like a block and they, and they called a foul on it. Oh yeah. He absolutely just erased one of Louis, Luigi's shots, like as clean as anyone yeah. ever seen. And they called it, but like it is, it's weird to come on here every week and be like, yeah, this happened. And then also the refs absolutely blew some of the calls. Like, like our, mm. Like R1 against Albacete, like I still don't know if that Oscar on Rubia offensive is one, but like I, Oscar, I, I thought it was Gaz at the no, very end, Gaz hitting Manu. Uh, no, on our last, um, like their, their last, last, their last, off- their second last offense, Kyle hit a, a spot up from the right wing. Uh, Chemav and Daniel went to jump him. Oscar pulled back a little bit in the same way that I did 15 times a game playing on the same side as you. Uh, and and they called, called him it. for that. Yeah. Which is uh, like see, potentially. Manu tried to jump out there and Gaz foot plated him super hard. So on the video, when you're watching it, you see that and you think that's what they called. Ah, I didn't even see that. Uh, but it, my whole point is like, we're not talking about games two weeks ago. My whole point is like, yeah. It's it's you know if you if it's a five point game you could probably find like five goals <laughs> either way if you wanted to there's a couple of weird ones but it's really hard to tell on the stream as well like there's a lot of like a lot of stuff that Albacete seemed to not be happy with with the refs and there was some that were very clearly bad calls but there were some that I was like I can't tell from up here like it's grainy and like it's... but whatever well because. Yeah, in a basketball game, you get it's normally the refs are bad on both sides. If the refs yeah, are bad, sure. they're just bad refs. So they're oh, yeah. like, like refing is hard, man. Like, yeah, yeah, especially when you have a ref on the court where it's their second game ever. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that that was a thing. Oh man, game. and I think there's a thing with like I felt a little bit of it's not even like home court advantage in the Canaries. But last year I felt like a little bit of like home court, like element of surprise where it was like, we had the local refs who, cause we like, mm. we had to get the guy from there. And it wasn't that they were like 
on our side is that it's that they were bad. We have to have this guy and every so often it's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, but a uh, home court advantage. The biggest home court advantage we had was Aries parents were there with their clappers. So the game was so loud. Oh, amazing. I love those guys. Um, I saw they yeah, got Jorge delightful. some clogs, some clumping. Yeah, of course. That's oh, it. I should have worn mine for the for this. Uh, it's all right. It's not video. It's fine. No one would have cared. Okay. Um, anything else on this game? I feel like I need to like just take as much from this as possible because you're here. Um, mm. This was. Really I mean, shooting eighty percent from the free throw line is really big in a game like this. Oh, for sure. Because we shot eighty percent in this game, and then when we played them at their house, I think we shot like fifteen percent from the free throw line. And we had about the same amount of free throws. Yeah. They only got two guys to the line in the whole game, which might, which, 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 which might say a couple of different things about either refs or defense or just being able to get into the paint, to be fair. Like you guys getting five on four, pinging the ball about, pinging the ball about, and then someone getting hacked might be. But yeah, I, I do find it interesting when people are like, some people have a go at the refs and they like, point to the scoreboard to be like, look, we've had four fouls in this quarter and they've only had one as if that couldn't also have just happened. But Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, man, before I, you open up the stats for the next game, how many did, uh, um, dang it. What's his Machek? Did he have his typical nine, two pointers in without looking, do you know? Uh, I don't remember, but I'm going to say yes. Um, last thing I will say about this game is when you're playing Albacete, do you have points that when they're shooting a certain percentage that you're like, hey, they're probably fine. Like they're just going to keep like they're going to hit these at some point. Because I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, they're not getting bad looks like you guys are contesting. All right. But like there's a certain level of shooter but like Filipski had enough shots in the first quarter that I was like, these should go in that I was kind of surprised. Like it's kind of that whole, like, cause they have Lee Manning, but their whole structure of their offense is like, they have like shooting from outside in the end, like most teams, which close off on them where if you're living and dying by a 16 footer going in or not, like no matter how good of a shooter you are, yeah. It just depends on the day sometimes. Yeah, that's going to go on and off. And I think there's a thing of like teams are so like Lee focused now that it's like mm-hmm. send two chairs to him in transition at all times and then just completely collapse. And yeah, there is a thing of like, even if you, as you say, even if you've got like best mid-range shooters in the world, a lot of the really good teams still just have a steady diet of going inside, but Unlikely. Mm-hmm. I think it's like just Lee's so good at that that teams are like, nope, nope, we cannot let this happen. Yeah. And I mean, you just kind of have to decide if you're going to live or die by that. And yeah, sometimes yeah. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're absolutely not letting this guy do this. And if we can get to this other thing, cool. But like, number one is this, as it should be, number one is the absolute like all time center under the basket like <laughs> yeah that makes sense all right so since we don't have a how many points did dirt pass one score game to play shall we play how many uh points <laughs> did andre Machek have 
how many two pointers did he put in? Because isn't that the yeah? I'm going to say nine. What are you gonna say? Seven. Uh, uh, I didn't count, but when I was watching the game, I kept thinking this. I was like, how many shots do I think he's put up right now? You were correct. Was I? Yes, he uh 15 points, seven from 16. Oh, we should probably say Servigas Burgos 60, Ukan Murcia 53. Uh, this would be the point that if Mark was here, he would be like, I told you, I told you, Burgos, we're good. Um, I told you they were going to do it. Uh, so since you are Mark, go ahead. What have you got to say about Burgos? I've always actually, I can fully commit to the bandwagon of Burgos because always have I been a fan. I think it started last year when they beat, well, before they beat Bilbao, we were Burgos fans. I feel like. Yeah. Because they played, it's because they played a union on like a Wednesday afternoon and we had, so we just sat and watched it and we're like flipping tables and screaming every time they did anything. (laughs) I don't, I've become less of a fan of them since Lee Fryer is gone because his nonsense is just so fun to watch. But he's nuts. Um, Yeah, but they, yeah, they, they pulled it out. This is probably a game they should win if they are as good as I think they are, which they're not. But <laughs> um, yeah, Machek will kind of give you what he always does. I think the big thing here is Martin Arredondo, their big 3-5. He hit some crazy shots too. Like end of buzzer posting up at the three-point line. He's shots. <laughs> He's very like, he's one of those guys that's just like, hey, do you want to try and get a little closer to the basket or get your chair squared up better or whatever? And he's like, no, I'd rather just try harder to hit this one from here. <laughs> like, I think it's more efficient for us if I just shoot from here. Yeah, you're like, hey, I could I could get closer or I could shoot this now with my back wheels on the three-point line. But he's like, every week we come on here when they lose a game and we say, like, you're going to get what you get from Magic and Kim. But if Martin is like four from 12 again as your third best player, you're going to be in trouble. But he actually had a good game and they won. So score one for us. Although I don't think it's actually that smart to say that if your third guy is good, you'll win a game. If your third guy is bad, you might not. Like, I don't think that's groundbreaking. But yeah, like he's had a couple of four from 12s in a row that just really kill them because they don't. That kind of really allows you to send all the heat in the world to game. Like, yeah, which, but I, he didn't have a, a super impressive game yesterday no. or Saturday. No, he but was I, five from four. Again, I felt like this game, Mercia lost it, not that Burgos, because at the end, Mercia was up and it just felt like in the last five minutes of the game, like no one was willing to shoot be- besides Lalo. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, they were, they were up big at one point and then Burgos won the second half considerably like Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lalo is very much the guy on that team when it comes to it, but I don't know, man, they're, they're, they're going to stick around. Mercy are going to stick around in the league, but like, they're just kind of still lacking some stuff. Like they got better when they signed uh, Philip Hafley and, you know, they've kind of gotten better throughout the league with like throughout the league season with that, but they're still just like 
like we went down to them a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, they're looking a bit better and we don't have Asier and whatever. This could get interesting. And then it just didn't at any point. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Yeah. I was just, like, oh, these guys might cause us some trouble. And then according to the scoreboard, it was 127.73, but it was actually like 90 something 40. But I'm so sad that didn't actually happen because I was so excited to watch that game and then so disappointed when I realized looking at the stats that they put every two-point shot in three-point. Yeah, I, I had several people talk to us, like talk to me and be like, yeah, I thought you shot eight threes. And I was like, who is this guy? What have you done with James? Um, I, won't, I won't shoot eight threes in, a, in, a, in an official game for the rest of my life, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I, like Mercia kind of threw this one away. But side note, uh, during our game, Salazar hit a big shot, and Richie flung his hands up to celebrate and decked Fran in the face. Oh my God, really? Can you yeah. see it on the stream? <laughs> yes, you can. I'll send you the video. Oh, please do. I might actually upload it to official, official uh, bench units, social media. And Fran. Then afterwards, accidentally put Enzo in the game for 30 seconds. Oh, God. For Jorge Sanchez. It, the stats are insane. Like, it's funny when you look at the stats and you're like, these are absolutely busted. What happened? And then you realize it's just people like Fran sitting doing it while also, like, he's the same person that, like, came in, did everything, drove four players to the game, set up the scoreboard on the table and, like, put all the water out and he's also sitting on the bench and doing the stats on an iPad. Like no wonder they're bad sometimes. Yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. It makes perfect sense. Um, anything else worth talking about in this game? Not really. Congrats, Burgos. Best team ever. Of course. Best team ever, I guess. Um, okay. For some reason I have to click back like eight times on this. So that's good. Okay, I am back. Next game is... <laughs> By the way, James, when yeah. you were saying, like, I'm going to send you the stats and you guys talk about the stats in the in the podcast, never did I expect you to just send me the link to BSR. Yeah, I was going to send you the individual, like, league stats or whatever, but I was also like, eh, it's fine. You can figure it out. You'll be all right. We it's can... funny because every week, Marco, like, get each individual live stat thing out and just send them all to me. And I'm like, okay, thanks. This is great. But I I didn't want to do that for you. We'll be fine. Next game, uh, Ibergon Zamfi, Vigo, 59. Amivel Reyes Gutierrez, Malaga, 55. This was a surprise. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, really weird. Very strange one. And I kind of... The only way I thought this would have happened would have been if both Alejos and Romo went completely nuts and they just kind of went like regular good, like 22 and 17. Like It was the same though. Like the last five minutes of this game was just chaos. Yeah, it was not good quality. And I wonder <laughs> if it's just like our Malaga, just young guys who are going to not be good every so often in a tight game like I wonder I mean it's a group of kids they found all the lanky children in the world of wheelchair basketball and put them on the same team yeah I wonder if they were like uh they saw Ari playing well and they were like young people with long arms 
let's get all the people that look just like Aerie. It's really funny because like, I don't know if you know this, but like Pete Cusack and Tyler Baines ended up on Malaga because they were, they were around in our, they were like reserves for our training camps all summer in for in preparation for Tokyo so we just spent a full time uh, full summer with them so Abdi spent a full summer with them and was like hey mm. I like these guys let's get them to Malaga whereas I spent a full summer with those guys and was like I'd like to never see them again <laughs> that's not true two good lads but it's so funny to me that he was like hey what I want is more of these guys on court obviously they're great just Tyler specifically is nuts <laughs> yeah yeah, he's he's a good kid. he's a good kid, but he's he's high energy at the best clubs. Um, uh, but that's kind of fun. Like it feels like they have a really great environment around there. Like a bunch of kids knocking around, being energetic. Yeah, and somewhere between Abdi and and Addy as well, just being like the old boys, being like, "All right, lads, calm down." Like I feel like <laughs> Abdi is like a grandfather to those guys, not even like a dad anymore because he's so low key, but. Yeah. Did you watch this game? Yes, I did. Thanks, Rose. Good job. Good homework. Um, it's so I funny. had a lovely... Like, you're the only person that I thought would, like, actually commit to watching, like, seven games to do this with me. So, thanks. Oh, it was lovely. I, like, sat for an entire Sunday watching basketball games and crocheting on my couch and felt like I was being so productive. Oh, that's so nice. Um, I guess you are. If you enjoyed it, that's productive. Yeah, it was homework in first game. <laughs> so, of course, I was being productive. Because yeah, I'm going to ask someone to do this with me next week who's just going to be like, no, I'll come on and talk to you, but I'm not going to watch the games. But yeah, so <laughs> I think that's kind of, as I say, the story of this was just like maybe if you have a bunch of young fellas together, maybe it doesn't like maybe it just like a tight game like this. Also, going to Vigo is hard. Like, Vigo is miles away, especially if you live in Malaga. Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah, like, our guys, even from Bilbao, are like, hey, going to Vigo is terrible. Like, it's so far away. It's such a bad journey. Like, they can catch anyone. And, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's funny, because they're one of our easiest travel days. Because we can fly in and out of there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's so strange that there's just, like, certain places that are super easy for you to get to. But yeah. There's like also uh, this game, Romo didn't go off, but him in the first 10 minutes, like because Malaga went on a run in the beginning and like Romo kind of kept them in it. Yeah, he Romo still has like runs where like he was like top scorer of the league last year and he came halfway through. I know it was I know it was points per game or whatever, but I had various moments last year where I was like, what is this guy like? Where did they get him and why did no one else figure it out first? But like he had a little bit of that in this game where he'd like pull a three and then next time down he'd like pump fake, take someone to the hoop and finish off inside. And I'd be like, this guy is quick and he can shoot and he can finish. Uh, This is nuts. But I think it kind of goes up and down every so often. But I think part of that is just playing for a team where you kind of have to let stuff fly a lot every so often but one well, if you're like his shot selection sometimes can be like crazy but and sometimes it works out really well and sometimes 
Yeah. It's chaos. Like I remember, but that like, makes it the most entertaining. Oh yeah, it's so much fun to watch. Like I remember they came to us in Gran Canaria last year, and he had a pretty poor shooting game because I think we were just like, "Hey, this guy gets nothing." Because oh, but he had some crazy shots still, though. Yeah. Oh, he can absolutely just launch from the three point line. Um, and yeah. Um, but no, I think Myanmar come on here every time, and we're say we always say like the key to them winning a game is both of those guys shooting twenty shots. And they didn't, but they got like 23 and uh, 12 up respectively. So fair enough. Other side of the ball, how good is Christoph Kazarina? He's, yeah, I've been loving like in the recent weeks when you guys have been hyping him up. I went back and watched all of his games and I was like, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's he's legitimately gigantic. And there were things where like, I was. I wondered if the size was just kind of like, is it something that he could actually leverage, or is he like too skinny or whatever? But he's like, he he's hit Lee with an up and under move. He's scored on Hasso. Like, he's yeah, he's done some some seriously cool stuff in the last. I might week. get roasted for this, but does he have cerebral palsy? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. No, he has. Okay. I was like, he could be one that could be like Aerie and has CP. So I don't think so. Like, I mean, Aerie's a three, five. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, CP is kind of, you can be a one or you could probably be a four or five. Like maybe I'm just trying to force it because I would love to have a CP battle between him and Aerie. Yeah. It's mad that he's like bigger and longer than Ari. Like, yeah. Insane. But yeah. It wasn't a bad game from the the Malaga side, but it was just like, I don't know, 59-55. wasn't a great game from either. And I think maybe there's a thing to do with like experience. If you've got guys who've been there and done it, to be able to go, okay, this is going to be a four-point really scrappy game. Maybe having the 30-year-olds who know what they're doing. Is- I don't know. There's some there's some experience on the uh, Malaga team. Also, we need to mention that Abdi wasn't there. Oh, where was Abdi? I don't know. I, he didn't play, and he is not on the scoreboard. But I I don't know. Like he might have traveled and not played, or he might not be well. Or I don't know. Hope he's all right. Obviously, but yeah, it's funny how that happens a lot. <laughs> I don't notice that Abdi wasn't there. Yes. Um, good Pete Kuzak game. I'm I'm on record as being a Pete Kuzak fan as, as a person and as a player. Um, he had a <laughs> he's one of those guys that it's like his shot just kind of comes and goes a little bit, and it'll come like the older he gets and the more experience he gets. But man, he can play, man, he can move his chair. But yeah, all right, next game, okay, so. As, as the honorary mark for today, it is your job to be very nice about Valladolid when they win a game. So Valladolid 70, Zuzanak 38. Mark, what have you got to say about Valladolid? It's uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, I mean, since Adrian has gotten back, they're solid. Like, it's it's pretty fun to watch them play basketball, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They have like the typical structural, like two bigs getting in, a shooter, like their little class one can hit some shots. Yeah. Yelmer's awesome. I think he should get the belt this week. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, maybe. Um, and I, I do have 50% of the vote, correct? So so I can I can just like put my foot down and say it's Yelmer. Uh, you might be able to, but there are no rules. Like I have thought before, I'm like, should we make this a rule for the belt? And then I've been like, no, I want this to be chaos. But yeah, I think <laughs> they are very structured is what you say. And I think that's the difference where it's like that structure, they're able to put that on a team that's lower down in the league. Like they're able to go like very basic two-man game, drive baseline, kick it back to the big on a mismatch, two points or like two-man game, move it, kick it to the weak side or like, seal on the weak side lay up like very basic textbook basketball and it works against weaker teams and it kind of they don't have that extra gear against the better teams but they're very good at like it does seem very like methodical and i think that's obviously having maxi ruggeri who's a good older experienced point guard like makes it yeah and also as you say we kind of just ragged on them for weeks and then adrian perez comes back who might be their best player if not one of them and he's just been shooting like 60 percent every week and they've been winning games now so it's funny when you're when one of your best players goes out for like a medical thing and then comes back and you get better like that makes sense but yeah i was also just excited because this was very much the battle of the like small point guards who could like both maybe go eight from nine from three in a game Jose Leap is kind of like sometimes he'll take a shot, sometimes he won't. Like he went four for four and he didn't shoot more than that. But I guess he went oh for four from the three-point line. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like small enough that you're kind of able to deny him. Like the thing is where he'll get you is like if you're so scared of him spinning and drawing a foul on the three-point line that your hands are on your wheels, he'll be able to pull it. But like apart from that, jump him, send him inside, and then he kind of gets lost amongst the, the trees even on smaller teams, because he is a very small, well, he's sitting very small. I don't know how small he actually is, but he sat very low down, but kind of the same. But is Jose Leap the like most able to draw fouls with the ball in his hand or most able to like beat someone off the dribble with the ball in his hands in the game of wheelchair basketball? (laughs) Because he might be. I think it it's like the chair, like he sits so little and he has like such little camber that he like sneaks around and draws like hooks on you and stuff. Yeah, I, I we played them last year at one point and I remember Honai, uh, your coach, being like they had like four seconds left in the end of a shot clock and the very obviously like it was their play was through the ball to Jose Leap, let him shoot a three. So I jumped him and uh, Honai was like, don't file him now, don't file him now. And then he just like found my footplate. Like I didn't move. He found my footplate, launched a three and went to the line for three free throws. And I was like, hey, I know what you're going to say, but don't. <laughs> like, like, do you ever get when a coach is like, don't file someone and then you file them and then they go to yell at you and you're like, well, I know. <laughs> like, just, like, you don't need to tell me that, but. Uh, yeah we've I, all had that where you take a, a wide open like layup and you miss it and everyone's like you have to make your layups you're like yeah obviously yeah there are things where if someone if someone can give you an, like a piece of advice and your reply is like yes <laughs> like come on yes. man. come on i would like to as well valid valid shooting 89 from the free throw line that's good Oh, you care so much about people making free throws. That's nice. Um, <laughs> that is good. Um, yeah. By the way, yes, this 
this game, it doesn't make a difference, but a lot of games, that is the difference is free throws. Yeah, it is. Uh, I wonder if we made more free throws against Mediva, would it have made a difference? <laughs> uh, this would be where I should transition to talking about that game. But no, just in summary for Mark, um, yeah, uh, Valladolid were actually quite good. Um, I think that's it. I just think they have the pieces to run like very like solid basic basketball. And then against any higher level stuff, they can have, have like control. two guys that are scoring what, what, like 18 and 16 just off of posting up teeny yeah. tiny guys. And then like most of the teams that are in the top tier of, of, of the Spanish league are either they don't have any one tiny to post up or they're really good at switching off. Yeah. So you don't get those looks that yeah. it's, that used to be like a, a way that wheelchair basketball would play is just like finding mismatches. But then mids got so good that you can't find mismatches anymore that a lot of teams have gone away from that and are playing like outside pick and roll, mid-range shooters, three-point shooters type of basketball where they're still doing the mid-range, like the post-up game. For sure. And the thing of like Mackie Ruggieri dribbles off a pick towards the baseline and just flips it back to the big like – if people are versatile enough to just stay with him off that first pick and then you can match up or you can send help from somewhere else. Like, as you say, the game's just evolved to the point that that stuff doesn't get it done against the better teams. But yeah. Yeah. They're all right. They're, they're, they're not, they're not great, but they're fine. <laughs> Thanks Mark. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, also you being nice about Violet should have been the point where I was like, Hey, that's not what Mark would say, but all right. <laughs> okay. Last game. Of, we're week. never going to have you on again. Last game of the week in the Spanish league. Uh, we have the Mariba Extremadura at 77, uh, Bilbao 53. So, uh, the story of this game for us was, uh, Manu, has COVID. Uh, get well soon, Manu. I think he's doing all right, obviously, which is good news. But so we went down there with seven, including uh, uh, the old boy. Uh, Gerbalak's dad. Yeah, Gerbalak's dad, who obviously doesn't play a whole lot, but can when needs when he needs to. So we went down there, kind of undermanned, playing under points against the like quickest, most physical, best transition team in the league and just got pasted. <laughs> like not really a whole lot else to say there. Uh, they were very good as they are and they were very efficient in transition. And yeah, man, it kind of wasn't a game from the beginning. We we struggled big time um, as we would, um, I think. There's a load of stuff going on where I think like we wanted to try and get the game postponed, but we only had one positive COVID test, so they were under no obligation to do so. So it's kind of fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a couple of people who are like various different levels of upset about it. And I'm a bit like, hey man, like <laughs> they're within their rights, like whether they should have or not. Like some people can like some mm-hmm. people have different thoughts of it. But I'm like, nah, man, if if you're in a professional league and someone phones you and goes, hey, please, you're within your right to be like, see you on Saturday. But yeah, man. It's kind were... of a weird thing. Like it it kind of sucks that this, this season and the league is going to be like 
so at some moments like determined by COVID still like this yeah. game would have been way different if Manu was there however if Manu just broke his thumb on Friday and couldn't play on Saturday we you wouldn't postpone a game so yeah. it's, it's weird like, to see where the line is it is weird because like we have four people missing it's just only one of them was COVID like you know like we've had three people out injured all season and it's like you can sign more players so it's like that shouldn't make a difference but like basically i just wanted to like mention that like some people like we like our team posted about it and stuff and like well, they I, did I, post about it like yeah um being like hey we're playing but um yeah man we went down there and we gave it a good go and we just didn't have enough for them um Lewis it's hard enough with me about it's hard enough if you go and then finish like hitting from the outside like he does yeah did. and then let alone if like Lu- lewis is hitting like that as well yeah lewis from outside game. too yeah also i'm looking at it and like i can't believe that phil like he was five from eight two from four like i can't believe he only hit seven shots <laughs> like it felt way it felt like he scored so much yeah he was everywhere though he had 18 11 and 10 like triple double potential potential belt recipient um no yelmer oh yelmer all right no just problem. Kidding. it would be very funny to like have you on here and just have it been gone to yelmer um but no i have an actual it. person that i believe should get the belt but it is fun to say that it's yelmer that is fun um on our side of the ball um yeah not a whole lot going on hasso had 25 because hasso is the people's champion um but they also had 25 off of being a point guard. Hasso. It felt like Hasso. Hasso with the moves. Yeah, Hasso was like, let me show you guys how I can be a point guard too. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to like try and turn Magic Johnson into like a Hispanic like name, but I, I can't do it. And it's probably going to be like treading the line of racism if I find a way to do it. So I'm not going to bother, but... Yeah, man, when they, like, their whole thing is they run out, um, like, four bigs and a one, and their four, like, bigs and mids had 16, 20, 19, and 18, which <laughs> which beats us on, on their own. Um, but, yeah, this was never really, this wasn't a game from the first quarter. It was 27, 16. Uh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't, like, I kept looking at the scoreboard and I couldn't believe that they scored 27 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, Phil got, that's ridiculous. They were running on us like mad. Um, 27 is insane. That that's like us against them last year at their home. Remember like the start of that, it was the same thing. Oh yeah. We were like, Hey, this is an important game. Like we need to come and we need to be ready and whatever. And then it was like 10, one, and I was like, hey, this might be over already. <laughs> like, dang like, it. This is exactly how they wanted the game to go perfect. But yeah, no, they were they were very good. We didn't have enough to put up any resistance. And yeah, fair enough. All right. So and, that's everything for the Spanish League. And there was one German game on. Well, one important thing is you guys did win the free throw competition. So congrats on that. We did. Um, that's nice. Um, it's really funny. Like, do you ever, do you, have you ever lost a game and then you just like Ayaka has tagged you in three highlights and you're like, oh man, 
I have to I have to either not share these and look like I'm a sore loser or I have to share these and have people be like who cares that you hit a nice shot <laughs> you lost your game yeah you got blown out by 30 I don't care about that layup but yeah, that's always an interesting one, but obviously that doesn't mean that Aka shouldn't tag people when they've lost a game. Like that'd be even funnier if she only if she was just people like, who won. That would be. It's like when she like like in our games, Kyle doesn't have an Instagram, so she just like does the names. If she just did that, like just writes the name but doesn't tag you. Yeah, oh, that'd be excellent, but. Every so often I see like when she tags people that don't have Instagrams like Kyle and I'm like, ah, he must be so content not being stuck on Instagram. What a nice life. What, what a nice. What Looking a nice. at these German stats, I don't even know who these people are. Oh, Rose. It's fine. We're in the old school German stats because it's it's the first thing I could dig out because I'm letting the quality slip when Mark leaves. Um <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine oh you have them open before you had them open I was going to be like let's play the how many points did Moji Kamali have but you've already got them open so it's fine he had 32 um, Hamburg BG Baskets Hamburg 73 Cologne 99ers 68 this, this was, was a close one this was a close one uh, I just love watching Moji Kamali go nuts for Hamburg he's, he's so good at what he does like he could just score like hell. It's it's nuts. That, yeah, I have a hard time with the German leagues. Whenever I watch games, I'm always like, who are these people? Yeah, it's real. It's it's rough. We're like really trying harder to to get involved, but because there were no other German games on this weekend, for some reason in my head, I thought there weren't any on. So like, I find out about this game late last night and just kind of like skimmed through it, but. It was it was quite a good game. Hamburg are like prime candidates for like their games being really fun because they just play like like once again Moji Kamali is just can score like hell. Chaos. And yeah, they just play super fast. Um and yeah, man, other side of the ball, Bullet Coral with 23. Um Joe Bespick with 10. Um it feels like sometimes they don't play him. Yeah, tons. they don't. I kind of, I want to, I don't know, it was like a couple of years ago, but I want another like Joe Best with 50 game to talk about because they're so much fun. Like he posted someone up from the same spot 25 times in a game and had 55 points. That's always fun to see. Yeah, he, he, he can have like the most, like how can no one stop this? 50 of all time because he's not the quickest guy in the world but he's just like can shoot can shoot so like he can like post up from so far out that it's like hey get me to just outside the three-point line I'll post this I don't care but yeah I once described it as like he's capable of having like the most boring 50 of all time and I don't mean boring in that like I don't care I mean boring in that it's not like three-pointer 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 it's like 50 from like just about getting to behind a screen inside the three-point line and being like, yep, cash, I'm very efficient. He's very good at repeating success in a boring way. Sometimes in wheelchair basketball, you'll be like, hey, they left the middle open and you should just shoot. And the person just passes it because they're like, but we've done that the last three times. Let's do something different. Yeah, that is a real, like that's a real wheelchair basketball thing where it's like, 
some like some coaches in the running basketball game are not not afraid of being like, hey, this worked. Let's do this a hundred times in a row. But yeah, I think I'm yeah. a big fan of that. There are people, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I will, I will, I would love to see a team be like, hey, this worked. Do it sixty times if they can't stop it. But yeah, what do you mean, Grand Canaria last season? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that was just because that was how we played, full stop. Like, I just, <laughs> like, hey, can yeah. we try something different? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Um, it'll win us a lot of games. It probably also lost us a handful of games, but fine. <laughs> but that's cool. It was fun regardless. Yeah, you guys changing it up this year is part of the reason that it's harder to stop you. Funny enough. But, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we will talk about this game and Ayaka will probably be like, she'll get in touch and be like, uh, she'll tell you that's who this person is and this is who this person is. So Ayaka, tell Rose who all of these people are, please. Thanks, Ayaka. I appreciate you. But yeah, um, anyone listening to this who doesn't watch the German League games, go and watch Hamburg and Cologne because it's a fun one. And just go and watch Hamburg. Like, they're just nuts. And Moji Kamali is absolutely unbelievable um there's just like a couple of guys in random teams around different leagues like germany and spain that are like oh my god this guy is incredible why is he not somewhere else but i think there's Dirk a Passavan is so fun to watch oh he's got the quickest trigger of all time i kind of wish that there were more german games to talk about but um yeah apologies to anyone from either of these teams who's listening once again I, I had it in my head that there were no German games on and I saw this late and I kind of just busted through it. But yeah. I saw it on Ayaka's story and assumed it was a late, like an older game that Ayaka. Yeah, Ayaka's gotten watching. into like watching four-year-old Italian games now and like every so often I'll be like, oh, does this guy play for... Oh, no, he doesn't. But yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Fair. Weird. All right. Um, okay, that's it for the games. I put out for questions without telling people who was coming. So let's see if anyone has any questions for not you. <laughs> um, so first question from Rose Hollerman. Who's the mystery guest? <laughs> I uh, thought that was funny. <laughs> it's James McSorley. Uh, second question from Anna McSorley. Uh, hello, my wife. Um, is <laughs> Hello, Rose. Um. The, uh, I waved like you could see me, uh, but she, I, I just waved. Yeah, um, she's waving back. She's sitting. She's sitting across the room from me here. Uh, next uh, question from Luke Marshall, a guy who I grew up playing with. Uh, uh, have you ever been drugs tested in wheelchair basketball? And if so, what was the process? Uh, yes, and uh, they walk in when you're practicing or training or whatever and they're like hey i'm here for this guy and then as soon as they like inform someone that it's you you're not allowed to like disappear because obviously you could be going and doing anything so they keep their eye on you uh you're allowed to finish training uh, as long as you don't leave their site then you go and they take you through the process and you pee in a cup while they're watching uh, and they'll let you finish the pee which is nice obviously um <laughs> And then, yeah, they like there's all these weird things where they 
make you like check that they're all sealed properly and that it's not being tampered with and they let you choose the container out of a certain amount and you have to provide a certain amount of sample and blah 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 blah. and it takes a very long time and it's bad but it's essential to making sure that our sport is fair and safe so yeah rose have you ever been drugs tested and can you confirm that that's what the experience is like yes i have and it is that experience i have never been drugs tested before this summer Really? Yeah, I'm bad and don't play. So, like, they <laughs> didn't care. But this summer for Tokyo, they just kind of got everyone at one point over our trading schedule. Hmm. Uh, See, they normally get us at home. Like, they'll come to your house. Yeah, I guess there's a thing of, like, the UK drugs testing people don't want to come out here. And the Spanish people don't care about drugs testing British athletes, I guess. I don't know. Like, in theory, they could rock up here, but they just never do. But, yeah, they for sure can. But, yeah, it was cool. Something nice about getting drugs tested so that I was like, oh, cool, I am fine. Because, like, I know I don't take anything that I shouldn't, but there's a weird thing of, like, every time you're clear, you're like, okay, cool. Nothing that I've, like, eaten in the last year of my life has been, like, accidentally contaminated with something. Like, because I am a paranoid Mm. man. But... Mm. It's still scary. It is, isn't it? But yeah. Um, last question. Where did it go? That was weird. The question disappeared in front of my eyes. That was so strange. Oh, from Ayaka. Does the mystery guest like paying with coins? Paying with coins? Because uh, I did an interview with her. Ah, did she that's... think she knew it was me? Because I said in, in Spain, it's so fun to pay with coins. Ah, that's nice. Uh, well, then, yes, apparently the mystery guest, who is now Rose, does like paying with coins. Um, I think I miss $1 bills is completely insane. It is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I love paying with like two euros, like a whole meal just in coins is fun. Yeah, that's nice. I oh. also miss when we used to pay each other in coffees all the time. Yeah, if you owed someone anything below five euro, it's like this is one or two coffees each. Okay, Rose, most important question of the week. Who gets the belt? Well, is it Moji Kamali? Is it because he had like 32? Or is it Phil for a triple double? Or who else are the candidates? I actually, maybe it's biased because it's a teammate, but I think Salzar deserves the belt as he scored 26 points, all of which essentially over Lee Manning. Okay, fair enough. I will I will let you I will let you do that this week. So yeah, uh Jorge Salazar gets the belt. Congratulations. To be fair, like a guy who sticks out on the biggest win of the week. Like is belt material. Fair but enough. is also the like a middle size big, just absolutely posting up and destroying the biggest man in the world is cool. Yeah, man. He did, he did, he did, he did work. Fair enough. Jorge Salazar gets the belt. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do us. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Rose. And yeah, welcome back anytime as evidenced by the fact that you've now been back a couple of times. Nice. Love the podcast. Thanks for having me. Cool. No worries. Have a nice time shooting. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back with uh, a pre-recorded uh, guest interview in the middle of the week. And then I'll be back with whoever I managed to talk into doing this with me next weekend. All right.
Take it easy. Bye.